besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome into Izzy and Kempi, a little exclusive podcast. Producer Kez jumping in here for a uh, little tech session oh, like with Kempi. So if you didn't hear the your Oracle. text read out on air this morning, don't worry. We've got you covered here with a little exclusive. Kempi, are you ready to fire in some of, of course, these Of course, mate. The Oracle talk. Let's kick it off. Morpheus. Morning, lads. Here's a thought for you. This was after we talked about Geordie Barrett potentially moving into the midfield. Morning, lads. Here's a thought for you. What about Caleb Clark in at 12? That's from Cameron and Invercargill. Yeah, Cameron, go back to sleep. Um, <laughs> Caleb wouldn't last in 12. So it's, it's I think you take it, you, you can't take away your best strike weapon out there on the left uh, edge. I think Caleb will get better as he gets more games under his belt. So nice thought. I, I guess what you're trying to say is that our midfield isn't firing. I agree with you. Bang on. There you go, Cameron. Hope you're happy with that one. Here's another one. Morena Kempe, if Razor took the AB's job, would there be any change given the fact he's been coaching the same game pattern running lines that the ABs are playing now for most of the dudes in the Crusaders? Like, like I was saying on the breakfast show this morning, um, I I think Razor needs to really consider the position that he's in before he takes the position. So what are you inheriting? Are you inheriting a structure that can't deliver, as we see uh, recently, a a a plan that's going to beat the the, the so-called best on the on the rugby stage. So, um, for me, look, I don't think he takes a Canterbury game plan together uh, with with what he's whatever he's got in his back pocket to the All Black structure. I think what he takes to that structure is a whole new setting, a whole new um, way of thinking, and he needs to be in charge of that. Bam! I think you may have answered this one, but I'm still going to ask it anyway. This one's from Craig Kempy. What is the answer for a coach then? Foster will go, but Razor is the man who deserves a crack. Who will take on the ABs for a one-year gig, knowing even if they win a World Cup, they lose their job? Who is available and capable? Our selectors can't even travel to the games, so he's not the answer. Well, there's a l- John Smith. Yeah, look, I read that text um, while we're doing the show, and there's a lot of co- there's a lot of coaches out there. If you have a look around the around the world. And coaches that have coached around the world, we've got a number of very, very good coaches, New Zealand coaches that are in the system at the moment. And of course, here in New Zealand with Razor uh, Robertson. So I think what really needs to happen before you decide that is to really sort out the whole uh, essence of what, what that All Blacks team needs. Currently, by sacking Fozzie and bringing in you know one coach to replace him isn't going to really change the structure. I think it needs to be structurally... Uh, um, thought out and and that whole strategy around employing a whole new team to take the All Blacks forward uh, needs to be put in place. I, to be honest, Kiz, I can't see it happening before the World Cup. Nah, well, I think you just might have put this one from Gig back to bed. Let's be honest with NZ Rugby at the moment. There's no guarantees Razor will be the next coach. In fact, I bet he won't be. Well, that's the. You know, I think this is where Hanson has pointed out in his um, comments that he made last week around, you know, it's just not the coach, you know, there's bigger problems that are going on. We've got a young CEO that, you know, his comment was who will be one day a good CEO. So he's basically saying this guy's not a CEO. And then he's touching on the other other problems that are around there. So 
yeah, look, I don't think you put a coach in there for, for half a season to get to the World Cup. Like, what is that guy leaning into, you know? It's, it, it's not his four-year plan. He doesn't have a strategy. He's just picking up the pieces. Uh, therefore, I don't see that change happening. It will happen. I don't think the All Blacks are, are going to win under this current system. Um, who those coaches are, I actually think we've got a, a number of them around uh, other franchises. And not only that, I'm talking about, you know, the... the the, the likes of John Mitchell, the likes of uh, Dave Rennie, you know, Warren Gatlin, the guys that have been there and done that and possibly could fill a, an all-black uh, coach's position if you needed it. Mm. All right, let's, so let's just go back to it. So if you are Razor, put yourself in Razor's shoes. Are you saying no if tomorrow, now nah, let's say hypothetically next week we lose again, they offer Razor the job, what are you saying? No. Yeah, dead right. I say no, not on the current, not on the current structure. I think it, yeah. I think what Razor should be doing, and you, he should be thinking, well, if I'm going to go out here and succeed, what do I need as far as them jigsaw pieces to make sure that I do succeed, as opposed to taking up someone else's poison chalice? It's a it's a really tough decision to make because it is the top prestigious uh, sporting coaching role in New Zealand. But I think, given given the context, he needs to be really smart about that decision. Do you think? This is a Texan from Kiz here, just getting ahead of myself. So do you think, hypothetically, if Razor did take the job and lead into the World Cup, we underperform at the World Cup, do you think the public and New Zealand in a whole would be a bit more accepting of that just because, like you've said, he hasn't had that four years to put uh, his team in plan, his structures, his ideology and all that? Do you think that we'd be a lot more understanding if Razor did take the job, but the same thing happened? No, no, I don't. I don't think you would be forgiven. I think I think what you need to realise around the, the All Blacks especially is that they are um, embedded in the fabric of New Zealand in the way that we think. So it doesn't matter who's coaching, we expect anyone who coaches the All Blacks or anyone who plays in the All Blacks to be winners, and this is all foreign territory at the moment. So given that context, I would be, you know, when you think about a preparation... Four years to prepare for a World Cup, not four months. Mm. Mm. Kevy, switching track now onto another one from Nick P here. I thought you'd like this one because, you know, obviously our boy Burton in the NRL, he's, mm. uh, he's the, the king of the Matt high Burton. bomb. Yeah, He's the king of the high bomb. We're going to see how the Warriors do against that high bomb. But here's one from Nick P. Guys, why don't we get some AFL guys or Burton to sort the high ball? Is that a no-brainer? Because obviously we had Izzy Dag on this morning, 66 Test All Black. What a pleasure to have him join us. Uh, and, and he said that we, we really need to win the game in the year. So if we win the game in the year, that's going to give us a lot of a better chance to take on South Africa because that's their strength. What do you think about that? Because I know you talked about this morning potentially getting at a leaguey to help with the defence. But what if we get uh, maybe even Izzy Dag, an AFL player, or Berto in? to help the All Blacks with that high ball. Yeah, but, but you do. That's exactly what you do. You know, you get specialists, you know, they're called specialists in a, in a cast of thousands. I remember a guy coming on the radio and said, look, I, I see the Auckland structure. I know they've got a cast of thousands. I don't know what half of their jobs are. Well, one of those one of those people would be around how you take a high ball. And what Izzy was saying and around competing for the high ball is not just, you know, putting yourself in a position to catch it, but actually putting yourself in a position to take the ball, moving forward, stopping the momentum, and 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 putting putting yourself in a better position to carry on with the football game. Um, look, specialist trainers, kids across the board, whether it be catching a high ball, defensive trainers, I think are, are two areas which they they could benefit at the moment. But yeah, you know, when you're talking about Razor taking over as coaching, that would be in part of my strategy. You know, when I'm putting this together, do I have those people 
to carry out the areas that I need to fix. Mm. So bringing the outsiders in. 100%. Well, so but, but, but my biggest problem that I see that the All Blacks have, especially around, you know, off the back fence was all about defensive coaches, is that they think that they have the answers to these uh, rugby league coaches around the world when all of these nations that are above us who have employed rugby league defensive coaches to stop your at- attack from being so lethal. They've done it to the All Blacks, except the All Blacks are sitting there going, no, but we've got the answer. You haven't got the answer. Mm. Kempi, let's wrap it up here. I just wanted to leave this one till last. Obviously, we all heard uh, Ian Foster's comments where, as he said, are you even watching the game, mate, where he said this is uh, potentially our best performance of the year. Boys, no coach in history ever says they were the wrong person for the job. Some quit, some are pushed, and some, regardless of the result, battle out their contracts. No player admits they were wrong. The, sorry, no player admits they were the wrong player for selection. No jockey ever admits they they rode a bad race. It's human nature. Yeah, it is, and he isn't walking away from the best job in New Zealand. You know, no matter what you say or how much pressure you got put on, you know, they should have enough support around Fozzie to get in there to make sure that, um, I guess when his time's up, he'll go under his own steam. And if he doesn't go under his own steam, then he's going to be pushed. You know, he's not going to, ad- he's not going to admit that I was, I was given this job and I failed. And, that, and you know, no coach is going to do that. So the, the last thing I'll leave you with here, Kez, is that you are judged on your results. If you do not get the results for the best team in the world that New Zealand basically go to sleep at night with the all-black jersey on, then you ain't, won't be in that job for much longer. And unless he gets some wins over the rest of this championship, um, quite possibly he could be moved on. Fantastic. Let's do it. That's it. Unless you want to answer this. Throw it at me, brother. A little more of a personal one just coming off the back of that text. And we can end the podcast here if you want, Kimfi, or I can keep it rolling. We don't have to answer this. When you were the coach of the Warriors, obviously you were under quite a lot of pressure nearing the end there. Record wasn't the best, <laughs> I'll say that. Was that something that you experienced? Oh, no, not, not at all. Not even as a player. Um, you know, you got... You got yourself in a position where, when you're a player, you, it was just down to form. You know, you were either picked in that spot or you weren't, and you, and you battled your way back into the team. With a with a coaching um, experience that I went to, it was just really tough. It was a really really hard thing to do. Anyway, we just got told. To we just got a text that Kempi is about to get towed. So this has been a, a wicked exclusive. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy morning there, Kempi, to come and join us <laughs> on the Izzy and Kempi exclusive podcast. I've been producer Kez. These have been your texts. Keep texting them in, double eight, double three, the Timber Bed Post text machine right throughout the day. Uh, McCarty, Staffy, Kirsten Beef, they'll answer them all for you. It's a mad Monday, isn't it, Kempi? Thank you so much. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.